Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spirit of Grace Church. So glad that you're joining us here online tonight. And uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different, but by way of announcement, uh, we're going to join you on Wednesday nights only for a couple of more weeks. Beginning on Thursday, September 1st, uh, we are uh, going back to having live service on Thursday nights, um, which will be our Bible study night. I'm going to be starting a series that night on the end times, the study of eschatology, the study of the last days. And uh, I don't know how long that'll go, uh, but we want to be able to cover it as thoroughly as possible. I believe it's an interest of uh, people today uh, that uh, are thinking about the end times more and more. And we felt that the Lord wanted us to, to do that live. And so we're going to be uh, doing that, we'll make the videos of those available as we go along, but uh, we won't be joining you on Wednesday nights uh, in order to be there for Thursday night, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Tonight, I want to do something a little bit different. Uh, I don't really have a scripture or necessarily even a lesson. Uh, one of the things that I enjoy is every morning when I get to the office, um, I spend my first time, the first time that I'm here is uh, spending in the book of Proverbs. Uh, I read one chapter a day uh, for the 31 days, uh, equaling the 31 chapters of Proverbs, double up on the months that there are only 30 days. But I like reading Proverbs because you're not reading a big, long story. You're reading Proverbs. You're reading statements and sayings that you can live by. In fact, very rarely, it doesn't, it's, it's not always, but the exception to the rule is uh verse after verse in the book of Proverbs uh, doesn't even tie together. It's just blurbs of, of thought. So uh, I have for several years made it a practice. Uh, I'm not sharing with you biblical Proverbs, but sayings that people have stated or that I have uh, recognized in my own life. And uh, I wish I could tell you that I had the author of each one of these things, Proverbs, if you will, each one of these statements or sayings that I, I wish I had the author of them all. I have some, I don't have others. Uh, I am somebody that uh, trusts, I, 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 I draw my life, right? I pattern my life oftentimes after these little statements. And so what I'm going to share with you tonight is a little bit of the Proverbs, quote unquote, that uh, kind of help mold my life and how I operate and how I think. And, and uh, I just pray that it blesses you tonight. I've just got a whole bunch. I'm just going to, to pick and choose a few of them as I go along. Um, because, and I did this uh, probably, oh, it's been probably a year or two ago. Uh, when I when I shared some of these, and I'm adding probably one a day, or sometimes I just got done listening to a great man of God uh, on one of his uh, messages from years ago, uh, T.F. Tenney. I love that man. Love his ministry. I love how he expounds on things, and he is a master at making these statements that just reverberate in my spirit. And so just this morning, I probably, in, in a 30-minute message of his, probably got four or five statements that from this day forward are going to help uh, help frame me and mold me to being what I am. Uh, and so I'm just going to share these with you tonight and maybe comment on one or two. 
And uh, I, I pray that it, it blesses you. I just, I pick up a book. My wife actually picked up the book for me. It's just, it's blank pages except where I've written. And this is my book of, 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 of sayings, if you will, that uh, I believe has helped me be molded into who I am. So the first one tonight that I, that I wanted to mention is simply this. A smooth sea never makes an expert mariner. You, you, you can go sit on a smooth sea all the time, but it's the expert. I want If I've got somebody that's piloting my ship, I want them to know what to do in the worst of circumstances, not just when everything is well. And uh, sometimes I believe that God has sent storms into my life not to harm me, but to hone me, not to uh, discredit what I'm doing, but to form me and shape me and improve and cause me to practice uh, the, the, the sailing, so to speak, in the midst of a storm. And so I'm thankful for uh, the rough seas from time. Now, don't get me wrong, I like the smooth seas too, but I don't learn much during the smooth things of life. It's when things are a little bit bumpy. Um, uh, another one here was this. When you begin to coast, you know you're on the downgrade. Uh, I, I like that because it challenges me to constantly push forward and not to get discouraged that I never seem to plateau, that I never seem to just quite make it because if I ever feel like I'm starting to, to, to go downhill, uh, I was raised uh, with a hill right next to us. We used to sled and my dad would uh, take the snowblower and he would snowblow a path and he'd put the hose on it and ice it down so it was real fast. And once you started down that icy ramp, so to speak, or that icy pathway, you weren't stopping. And uh, and when you tried to climb back up that hill, it was always more difficult, but at least you knew you were still uh, on the up uptick. And uh, part of that goes to this next statement that I, I wish I remembered who said this, but it's really been profound to me. And that is this, God will not look you over for medals, degrees, or diplomas. He'll look you over for scars. I love that. I know each one that's listening here tonight has some scar in their life, something that they've had to go through, something that they've had to deal with, something that they've had to fight through. Listen, God honors those scars. He, he gets excited about the medals and the accomplishments, but it's more about what you've gone through. Paul said it this way, that I might know him in the fellowship of his sufferings. You get to know Jesus more when you're going through something and you have the scars to prove it. This one is a, is a term for me that I have to make sure I balance, but it's simply this. It is better to wear out than rust out. It's better to wear out than rust out. At the same time, you don't want to kill yourself by being so busy, but you want to be active for God because you don't want to rust. You know, there's a there's that fine line between being uh, to to allowing rust to set in as it is to keep moving, and uh, that, that that's interesting. You can't slide uphill. I like that. You can't slide uphill. Um, this one uh, I heard way back when I believe Owen was born, so it's been almost well, almost twenty years probably, and that was this. Building boys is easier than mending men. 
Building boys is easier than mending men. And you can change that over. Building girls is easier than mending women. And uh, the principle of that obviously is Proverbs where it says, train up a child. When you can lead them and guide them into making the proper decisions at a young age, when they're old, they won't depart from it. But when you uh, don't build them up when they're younger and you get to where they're older, you, now you're having to try to fix the broken pieces. Uh, I also look at that not only in the natural, but also in the spiritual. It's so fun for us. My wife and I enjoy it so thoroughly when we're able to sit down with newer people to the Lord. They don't really know much of anything yet, and they're just learning it all. They're just soaking it in and and uh, and it's so exciting to see the lights come on in their eyes and the life that is generated by the newness of what God has given them. And then we've also sat with people that have lived for God for years and years and trying to uh, readjust to improper teachings or understandings or principles that they've placed in their life that's caused them to struggle. So building boys is easier than mending men. I like this one. We, we, I'd like to use this more in marital counseling or in relationship counseling. Poise is the art of raising the eyebrow instead of the roof. <laughs> uh, poise is the art of raising the eyebrow instead of the roof. Boy, that, that, be angry and sin not comes to mind according to Scripture. and It's so easy for us to go off, but just that raising of the eyebrow, that questioning look is holding it together more than just blowing your top. Uh, I, I, I think this was actually a tongues and interpretation that I wrote down, and that was this. If you fill my house with problems, I'll fill my house with presents. If you fill my house with problems, I'll fill my house with presents. And that's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, -E, not gifts, but presents. God shows up when we gather together with the needs that we have, the problems that we have, and his presence is always the answer to those problems. Praise God. Uh, fear is faith in the enemy. <laughs> He's not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind and, and power. And when you fear what you're really saying is that God isn't in control. And so you're placing, really your fear is placing faith in the enemy that he's going to win, that life isn't going to work. But if you have your faith in God, all things work together for good to them that love God, who are called according to his purpose. This one the Lord let me, led me to just not too long ago, and it was simply this. God only borrows something when it's temporary. He buys it when it's permanent. He bought me. My relationship with Jesus isn't temporary. He paid the price for me. He paid the price, the ultimate price and the ultimate sacrifice. And so I'm permanent. He, he bought me. He wants me with him all the time. Praise God. Uh, let me just give you some more here. I hope this is helping somebody. These are just Again, this is why I am the way I am. I've taken these and tried to the best of my ability to apply these to my life. Either, either your faith will move mountains or your fear will create them. Think of that. 
Either your faith will move mountains or your faith will create them. Which way are you leaning? What are you doing? Um, let's see here. Dale Carnegie said this, inaction breeds doubt and fear. Action breeds confidence and courage. The more you sit and stew about something, the more uncertain you're going to be, become, the more you're going to fear actually then stepping out. But when you step into it and you take the action, that will only breed more courage and more confidence. Uh, Charles Kettering said this, an inventor fails 999 times and if he succeeds once, he's all in. <laughs> one out of one, one thousand is not too bad. Uh, Frank Langella, the actor, said it this way. I can't give you a recipe for success, but I can give you a recipe for failure. Try to please everybody. Oh, that's something that, oh, as a pastor, you don't want anybody to be upset with you. You want everybody to agree with you. But if you want to be a failure, you're going to try to please everybody. Really, I have one person that I need to please. His name is Jesus. And if he's well pleased, then I can't be caught up trying to please everybody else. I just need to do what he does. And so do you. Uh, Indira Gandhi said this, you can't shake hands with a clenched fist. Oh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall inherit the earth. You can't shake hands with a clenched fist. How many of us try to do that? We try to put a facade on that says everything's okay. I'm going to spend time with you. And in, in, in the actions, you're trying to shake hands. And in your mind, you're, you have a clenched fist in the situation because you don't really like the person. They've irritated you. You're mad. You can't do it. You can't do both. You can't shake hands with a clenched fist. Um. I like this. The great musician Miles Davis said this. He said, if you hit a wrong note, it's the next note that you play that determines if it's good or bad. If you hit a wrong note, it's the next note that you play that determines if it's good or bad. In other words, don't stop. We, we tell our musicians and our singers this all the time. Just keep going. If something's not right, something goes wrong, you use the wrong word, you hit the wrong note, because 99% of the people that are, that are in the, the audience, if you will, don't even recognize it as a mistake if you keep going. But if you acknowledge, stop, and, and, and try to fix it right on the fly, it's the next note that you play that determines whether it's good or bad. I love that. I love that. Um, Paul Lewis Bold said this, Forgiveness does not change the past but it does enlarge the future. I love that. See, these are things that I try to apply to my life. Uh, forgiveness doesn't change the past. What you've done to me in the past, there's nothing I can do, but my forgiveness broadens my future because I'm not holding on to the grudge. And, and it's so easy to hold on to a grudge, but the Lord is trying to tell somebody tonight, just let it go. Forgiveness doesn't fix everything that's happened, but it does broaden your future. Um, this one I've always liked just because it's a hockey quote, but Wayne Gretzky, the greatest hockey player of all time, said this, and many people have heard this, but you miss 100% of the shots you never take. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. You might as well try and fail 
than to not even try because you're never going to hit the goal if you don't try. Praise God. I love this one because this one is really all about the ministry, uh, but it came from General Schwarzkopf. He said it this, he said, you can't help someone get up a hill without getting closer to the top yourself. You can't help someone get up a hill without getting closer to the top yourself. That's about ministry. The more we, we minister to one another, the more we bless one another, the more we help one another up the hill, the closer we get to the top ourselves. Religion is based on law, thus it will make you bitter. Relationship is based on grace, thus it makes us better. Jesus fulfilled the law, and Jesus is full of grace, and Jesus is better than the law. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, let's see here. I'm really liking some of these. Spiritual battles. We just talked about this this last weekend, which, by the way, uh, now that you are watching me, those that are faithful to watch the whole thing, we do have our Chainbreaker Conference uh, available online. If you go to spiritofgracechurch.org, uh, there will be a link there that you can go. There's five different sessions. Friday night we, we preached, and then Saturday we had four sessions. And they're all available. And we talked about this. We talked about the mind and our thoughts and being captive to Christ. But spiritual battles are won or lost at the threshold of the mind. Let me say that again. Spiritual battles are won or lost at the threshold of the mind. How are you thinking about something will dictate. And I encourage you to go watch some of those videos um, because it was a fantastic weekend. Um Issa Rae, I'm not sure who that is, but uh, they made this statement. Stop making excuses. You're the only one stopping you. Oh, man, I could. that speaks right to me because my personality, number one, is I'm, 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 I'm a laid-back person. In the, I know there's several different personality uh, evaluations out there, and I've always used the one that uh, dictates whether you're a sanguine, phlegmatic, cleric, or or uh, melancholy, and I am very much phlegmatic. I'm laid back, but one of my weaknesses as a phlegmatic is I can tend to procrastinate, and I can come up with all kinds of excuses not to get something done. And so that's one reason why I put this in my notes here. Stop making excuses. The only thing that's holding us back or stopping us is ourselves. Just get out and do it. Uh, Bishop Jeff Arnold, preacher in Gainesville, Tech, or Gainesville, Florida said this, your vulnerability is based on the perception of love that person has for you. Your vulnerability is based on the perception of love that person has for you. You're, it's easier to be vulnerable when you perceive the love of that person has for you is, great is a great depth, then it's easy to be vulnerable. If you question the, the you perceive wrong or you perceive that the love that that person has toward you is not very deep, is not very strong, we tend to shell up. We tend to close down the doors. But God wants us to be uh, vulnerable. I've gone just about 19 minutes and 45 seconds, so just under 20 minutes. I want to give you these last three, uh, last four, 
that this came, all of these are from uh, T.F. Tenney, uh, a bishop who's gone on to be with the Lord, but um, his voice is still reverberating in many people's minds and hearts, and uh, I'm one of those. Uh, I could sit and listen to him all day long. The man's wisdom is, is tangible. And I watched a message, and, and these four quotes came out of a sermon that he gave, and uh, uh, it, it kind of just reaffirmed some things, challenged me. But the first statement that he said that I wrote down was this, don't judge a man's harvest until you've seen his seed. Don't judge a man. We're so quick to compare ourselves with others. We're so quick to compare our, our church with other churches. Listen, you don't know the price that was paid, the seed that was planted to get to where that person may be. Let me just speak for Spirit of Grace Church. If you're watching Spirit of Grace Church from a distance or you're newer to, to Spirit of Grace Church, uh, this church has come a million miles through pain and suffering and struggle. And you don't know the seeds and the cost of that seed. There are people that are no longer with us in the natural and there's people that are still uh, here in the world with us, but they're no longer with Spirit of Grace Church. But the, the heartache and the suffering and the seeds they planted back at the beginning of this thing and through the years uh, to see what we have today. We are so blessed by what we have today. And, and I pray that, you know, in 10 years down the road, I'm able to say that again to somebody. You don't know what this church went through in 2022 2021, 2020, through the pandemic, you don't know the seed that was planted to get to what we have at that point in time in 10 years. And so don't judge a man's harvest until you've seen his seed. Don't, don't get jealous of what somebody else seems to have. You don't know uh, what they've had to go through to plant and, and put the seed into what they've become. I'm reminded of a, uh, of a, situation that we had way back when I was in, in Dover, Delaware. So this would have been around 1989, 1990. And we had a young gentleman that came into this into the church, a phenomenal young guy, and he stood right down kind of on the right uh, of the platform. And when the music and the praise would start, he would just start spinning like a top, dancing before, before the Lord. And for I don't know who it was, but word got back to Pastor Trout. And uh, I'll never forget the words he said over the pulpit. Word got back that some people were either offended by this young man's worship um, was either, or distracted by it or whatever. I don't know the, 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 the background of that. I just remember this very clearly when Pastor Trout got in the pulpit one Sunday night and said, I don't want anybody, I don't want to hear anybody else's criticism about this young man's worship. You don't know the testimony behind the worship. You don't know what he's been through to get to where he is. We should all recognize that what he's come through is what has changed him, and he's not fearful of sharing his worship with others. I've never forgotten that. I can still picture that young man in my mind worshiping before the Lord and uh, knowing a little bit of his background, but not hardly any of it, and, and to recognize that everybody worships in a different way and our worship oftentimes is based on how much we recognize God has delivered and changed us. So don't judge a man's harvest until you've seen his seed. The next statement that I wrote down that uh, Bishop Tenney said was, a I like this one, a question mark is just an explanation point bent out of shape. 
A question mark is just an exclamation point bent out of shape. Oh my, that, that just has a wide range. Uh, when you begin to question, just get ready for the exclamation. When you get to, get to struggle and you're wondering which way is up, just get ready. God's getting ready to change it and straighten out the question mark and make it an exp, exp, uh, explanation point, uh, exclamation point in your life. Praise God. Uh, the third one that he said, and, and, and I like this, I'd rather cool down a fanatic than to try to warm up a corpse. <laughs> I'd rather cool down a fanatic than to try to warm up a corpse. Isn't that the truth? I get so excited. We've got so many new people here at Spirit of Grace Church, and we are so honored that they have chosen our church and they've chosen our pastorate to come and walk after the Lord. And it just, I get so excited. And uh, and some of them are, are, are just so excited to just get involved in all kinds of things and do all kinds of things that I recognize that it could very well turn into burnout very quickly. And so you're trying to cool down the fanatic a little bit, uh, just not to take away the energy, in the, but so that they don't get burned out because you can, you can spend a lot of energy very quickly living for God. And then the next thing you're, you're looking at, you're wondering how can you continue to do it. But the difference is, is oh my, the time it takes to raise a corpse, to, to warm up a corpse, to get somebody who is dead inside to get them back to life. It's so much fun on the other way. It's so much easier. I'd rather calm down somebody that's going crazy for God than to try to get the person excited for God to begin with. Amen. And then the last thing um, that I wanted to mention tonight from Bishop Tenney, don't let that which is temporary name your future. Don't let that which is temporary name your future. Don't let your past name who you are going to become. Don't, don't use the, the situation and don't allow the situation of your life right now that's going to come to pass name you. See, one of the problems, not problems, but one of the interesting things about Bible days is when a child was born, uh, they didn't have, you know, the 2,500 book books uh, baby names for uh, in, in a book form that you can go in and choose. And like we had when our boys were born and you didn't, you know, nowadays, most of us don't, we either name them after somebody or we like the name and, and, and we add it to that way. But uh, in the Bible days, when somebody was born, their name always meant something for that moment of time. The problem is, is for instance, when Jacob was born, they named him Jacob, a deceiver, a supplanter. And uh, God changed his name, thankfully, to Israel, the prince unto God. But um, think of, you, you name that, and that connotation carries over. So when, it, well, even Jesus, his, his name, isn't this Jesus, isn't he the carpenter's son? Who is he really? Um, so your name kind of carries what people in that day didn't recognize was that the name of Jesus meant that Jehovah saves. And it was just another, uh, another uh, term, but think about naming somebody after, you know, something that's going on and it's a temporary deal until you get to the place where now you're an adult and God is changing your character like he did for Jacob and God is changing this, and he had to change his name, Saul to Paul. He had to change the name Simon to 
Simon Peter was just Cephas to 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 to, uh, uh, to to Peter the Rock. Uh, you're you're changing names because what was your identification is no longer applicable, and so don't allow the enemy to label your today with the temporary when God can change it. Don't allow the temporary uh, situation to name your future. You are not an addict. You are a child of God. You are not a person of hate. You are a person of peace. You are not a person of turmoil. You are a, ter- a person of tranquility and calmness. You can be those things. Those can, so don't let the situation name your future. Praise God. Well, it's been about a half an hour. And uh, I hope this is okay with everybody. It's, I know it's not a formal lesson, but you got a whole lot of nuggets. And uh, these weren't uh, really my sayings. These are sayings that have spoken to me, and I wanted to share them with you tonight so that you can allow them maybe to form and, and to, I'd suggest even taking out a paper from time to time on your own. And when you see a, a quote by somebody or a statement that speaks to you um, that can... Uh, help grow you and mold you into what God wants you to become, you might as well do so. Amen. Would you just bow your heads with me? Lord, we love you and we praise you. I thank you for your goodness and mercy to us. Thank you for this time where we could just discuss and I can share uh, all of these great, uh, for lack of a better term, God proverbs, these quotes, these, these sayings that have helped form me and mold me and allow me to become more like you. And I'm praying, Lord, that the same blessing that these statements have been to me will be a blessing to those that hear and watch this tonight. We'll be careful to give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Just by way of announcement uh, with uh, Spirit of Grace Church members, it is fifth Sunday, so we only have one service at 1030. There will be no Sunday school. No, It won't be family day. We won't have the refreshments. It's just one service. Come at 1030 expecting to hear from God and see what God will do. And then also just to keep reminding you about our change in format uh, beginning September 1st, where we're going to be live at uh, the church for a midweek type service. I'm going to be sharing with you the concept and the meanings of eschatology, the end times and what's going on. And uh, we're going to have a great time drawing together unto the Lord. We love you greatly. Have a great week and continue to be blessed.